Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Hutchinson Underground Radio. My name is Colin Shields. I'm the host today. Jay Jones is out of the studio, so he will not be with us. Wow, there's a lot to talk about. First off, though, we have two very impressive and important guests on the show today. Haven's very own Darby Roper and Hunter Barlow. They're a member of the Blue Dragon football team right now, and they've been blessed to join us. We got the Super Bowl special coming up. It's going to be one heck of a show. James Harden is on the move once again as well. Three teams in two years. That's a whole lot for a superstar. The teams, Pacers, and Trailblazers all moved their stars. We'll talk about that. Meanwhile, LA did absolutely nothing. The Lakers just said we're good enough to win it all. NFL predictions for the Super Bowl are also coming up, along with stuff around the sports world. We have a two-minute timer for that. It'll take the place of obligatory Cowboys talk. And finally, Blue Dragons in the NFL. There's one we really have to talk about. It all starts now. All right, so first off, James Harden got traded to the 76ers for Ben Simmons. That is the really, really big storyline that we're going to start off with today. Um, And then the NBA draft for the All-Star game was today. And Durant did... He refused to draft James Harden. He took, who did he take over him with the final pick? Was it Rudy Gobert? He took Rudy Gobert over James Harden. I didn't so that you know that tells you all you need to know. But he did that earlier on Thursday night. So that's you know a little whoa. You know no love lost between them. But you know Brooklyn's in the middle of a nine game skid. They had to do something. James Harden was rumored to want out, and with Kyrie only playing in half their games, it's really a bid two and a half now. Right now, it's just one and a half until Ben Simmons is, you know, good to go mentally and all that. But with the change of scenery, he should be okay. Brooklyn is 29 and 25 and are the eight seed. They are in the play-in tournament as the two seed in the play-in tournament. They are one and a half games out of the sit seed, so they can make it into it with plenty of time left in the season. Philly is the five seed. Joel Embiid is having a career year and possibly an MVP year. They are 32 and 22. Joel Embiid's been averaging 29, 11, and 4. However, they did just get rid of Steph Curry's brother, Seth Curry, who's having, he's been having a heck of a year, 15 points, and he's been just a great offensive player for them. Probably probably their best shooter, I'd say, and they'll probably miss him a lot. But, you know, when you have a chance to acquire James Harden, you definitely have to. Darby, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, we were talking about it before the show with Harden. He's, I don't know. I don't know how the Sixers, I don't know how that's going to play out. I think the Nets definitely won that. Harden's getting later in his career. He's 32. I mean, he's still, I would say, he's he's a pretty good performance, obviously. He's an all-star performance player. But you've got a young guy in Ben Simmons who's going to be able to go, he's going to be able to go play defense and facilitate the ball to the shooters. They have nothing. They, they're going to have length now. That's going to be very good for this Nets team. So I mean, overall, I think they won with the young Simmons if he if he can get right mentally because we haven't. When's the last time we saw him play? Yeah, last year against in the playoffs. Um, yeah, in the playoffs yeah. when he passed the wide open layup to yes. a contested layup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I if he can get that confidence back because we all remember how how good he was before mm-hmm. and how good him and Embiid were, then. And that's what I'm thinking he'll be able to get back to. So, yeah, I think overall the Nets probably won this, especially getting Seth Curry as well. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Jay texted me that earlier today. He also thought that the Nets won the trade just with the addition of Seth Curry and the two first-round draft picks they also got with it. That's something that, you know, if if it doesn't go. What year were the, What year did they get on those picks? Uh, 22 and 27. So, 
So one of them will be okay. in quite a while, you know. Yeah. So if, if things don't go well for the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers, that pit could become very, very, very valuable. The one this year, though, is probably just going to be, you know, whatever. Grab somebody with the 30th overall pick. But I think it's really impressive how much they were able to get for James Harden knowing he wanted to, wanted to leave. But also, Philly had to make this move. They couldn't just sit back and – Daryl Morey couldn't just sit back and watch – Embiid play at the level he was playing at and have their second best player just sitting on the bench doing nothing, not even showing up to the team. It was just, it was not a good situation and it would have been really, really just a terrible, terrible for the basketball world in general to not allow Embiid to have as many, you know, supporting cast as you can have. And if James Harden finds the old form he had when he was on the Rockets, it's definitely going to get scary for other teams out east. I still think that Milwaukee Bucks. They're the two seed right now. I still think they're the team to beat. They're the defending uh, champions. The Heat are the one seed, but I just don't see them matching up very well with the Bucks. And Embiid made sure to troll Simmons as soon as that, um, as soon as that trade went through. He he posted a meme on Twitter about showing up to his biggest haters' funeral and make sure he was dead. If you're not sure exactly which one I'm talking about, be sure to head to Joel Embiid's Twitter because it is it is very very funny. So, my question, with this trade, which team do you think is better fit to take down? Because assuming that it's – we're just assuming Sixers or Nets make the finals. That's just what we're throwing out there right now. Well, actually, first, who's better fit to take down the Bucks before we think about finals? That's tough because the Bucks have three really talented players in Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Chris Middleton. And Brooke Lopez isn't bad either. And then, oh, shoot, Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis has been playing well, too. Still. Archie Diacono? Yes. Yep. And they just Portis traded has. Dante DeVinciano. Oh, they did just trade him? Yeah, they just traded him. They traded him today. So that kind of surprised me. I wasn't really expecting that. But at the end of the day, I still think that, I mean, it depends on it, what Kyrie's status is. Where did they send DiVincenzo? I can't remember. I think he might have been like dispersed. I missed it. DiVincenzo and Archie Diacono were teammates. Archie Diacono, they both got the weird names. He's with the Bulls. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah, he's with yeah. the Bulls. That's my bad. Yeah, no, but, you're good. So who now, or did you ever answer who you Yeah, they, they, I think it just, it depends on Kyrie. You know, I mean, he's a half a player right now. He, if you, I mean, it might be better for Brooklyn to not have home court advantage because he'd only be able to play in three of the games in a seven-game series. Yeah. While if he's on the road for four games, he can play in four instead of three. And, you know, you have to win four games to win the whole thing. But it, it's weird. If Simmons figures it out, he's so such a good defender, and the Nets had absolutely no defense. And they lost Paul Millsap, but, you know, he was whatever. He was older. You know, his, he's way past his prime in Denver and Atlanta. And LaMarcus Aldridge is now their starting center. I think he's been their center that's been starting. He unretired because he's been medically cleared to play. I think he'll be all right. You know, Blake Griffin, is he still there? Yeah, I think, I think Blake he, he's got, he started playing better. You remember how long it had been mm-hmm. since he dunked. Yeah. And right when he gets to Brooklyn. So I think he's been. He's not going to be a, a knockdown shooter. Yeah, no, no, for sure. But he's supporting cast right now. He's not like his old, his prime self. Yeah, and with sure. with also acquiring Seth Curry, either um, 
Joe Harris can slide to the bench or Seth Curry can come off the bench and give you that shooter off the bench that they've been needing. I mean, they're really thin. They got rid of Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert. So it's been, you know, hard for them to kind of find a go-to guy off the bench. You just hope, like, with Ben Simmons being 6'10", they can have someone that can go down the lane now, too. Yeah, and Ben Simmons is the perfect guy to guard Giannis. Yeah. Like, you don't want KD guarding Giannis because that will just make KD tired. He also plays like 40 minutes a game, KD does right now, and that's especially coming off of a torn Achilles two years ago, and now he has an MCL injury. You definitely want to limit his minutes or keep him you know, more on the offensive side of it. He's a very talented defender, but I just I would not want him having to guard the best player night in and night out in a seven-game series. So I think, I think in the end, I think the Nets will end up winning if Ben Simmons can come back and be 80% of what he was. If not, it's a home run for the 76ers. Right now they probably know a whole lot more about this Ben Simmons situation than Brooklyn does. But Brooklyn's agent, I mean, not excuse me, not Brooklyn's agent, Ben Simmons' agent is also KD's agent, so I'm pretty sure they wouldn't make that trade without him knowing. So that'll be a little interesting to watch, but they said he's working towards returning to the court and so I would expect to see him within, I think, the end of February would be when he was back. Yeah. He practiced with the team a few times, you know, get when's, comfortable. When's the All-Star game? Ooh, it's in a week or two. Because so, they just had the draft, so, so it'll be pretty most soon. Like, most likely after the – definitely not before. So Yeah, for after. sure. Barl, you have anything to add on to it? Not on that topic, no. <laughs> All righty. All right. Well, I had one more question for Go you for on it. that topic. Because I asked you about – Who's better? So you think Nets? You're not necessarily saying the Nets will beat the Bucks, but they're better suited than the 76ers. Is what you're thinking? I think so. Okay. I w- if the Net if not excuse me if the Nets didn't trade for Seth Curry, I would say that the Nets are would lose would wouldn't be as better suited. I think the 76ers would be better yeah. suited, but they had to move Seth Curry to be able to get Harden and. I think it's probably pretty even, except for the fact that now you have a star player that's been proven to be able to take over games. So now you get to the, you get past the Bucks. Who you think? So, do you think that the Nets are suited to take down a Suns, a Warriors? I mean, the Grizzlies. I'm not sold on yet because they're still young. They're the yeah. three seed right now. They haven't had any experience. They yet. haven't. And had they didn't make any experience. moves today. The Jazz have. The Mavericks is kind of the same. They're just because they just he, traded Kristaps Porzingis today yeah, too. He where to the where did he go back to? Oh shoot! I swore I completely forgot to look this one up. But did he go to did he go to New York again? No, he didn't. He definitely didn't go to New he York. He didn't. I swore I could not remember, man. I just saw it. No, but it'll be. I don't think. I don't. I, it's going to be the Warriors that win it. It'll either be the Warriors or the Bucks. You got, you got Warriors over Suns in the West. In my yeah, in my in my opinion, a, I'll put it out there as a devoted Kings fan. Oh, he got traded to the Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie. Wizards, okay. So oh. the Mavericks did pick up Spencer Dinwiddie. Porzingis has been terrible in the playoffs the last two years, so it doesn't really surprise me. And Dinwiddie's on a little bit better of a contract. I don't know why I thought Kristaps made a reappearance to New York. Yeah, I did. Okay, it's close. Now though. that you say that, I do remember. He's going to be him and uh, Kuzma. Yeah. <laughs> Quite uh, the talent. And Bradley Beal. For Washington? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, he, is he even playing right now? I don't even know. I, I say, don't pay attention to the Wizards. I, nobody does. We're in Kansas. But moving on to a team that you do pay attention to, Sacramento Kings. Oh. They made a trade with the Indiana Pacers, and uh, eventually the Portland Trailblazers also made a trade, but we'll get to that one in a minute. Sacramento Kings, they're two and a half games out of the playing tournament at 21 and 36. Pretty hard to believe they're even in a picture at that with 15 games under 500. It traded Tyrese Halliburton, an up-and-coming star for the Sacramento Kings, was traded for DeMontis Sabonis. The Kings had a trade for Sabonis because they don't have a post score. They just traded away Marvin Badley because he wasn't. He didn't pan out to be exactly who they thought to be at all. He ended up going to the Pistons. Decided to see what Cade Cunningham can do with him. He's my pick for rookie of the year. Been having a great year. Also an Oklahoma State guy, so it'd be awesome to see him win. But, I mean, he's, I don't really get it why they would trade Halliburton, uh, he's averaging 14 points a game on 41% three-point shooting, and 45% of his field goals are going in. He also has one-and-a-half steals a game and is a very well-respected defender. Draymond Green couldn't believe that they traded him because he's in his second year in the league, and he's already having that much success. It looks like a steal for the Pacers, who are now going into a full-fledged rebuild because of, they are just – they're the 11th seed. They have a 19-37 record. They're not doing anything this year. Made sense for him to move on and get what they can for Sabonis, and I think they hit a home run of a deal. I'd say Indiana definitely won this one, but, you know, as a Kings fan, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, I have to agree with you, sadly. I do think Indiana definitely won this trade because they're just, I mean, they're just throwing in the towel in the season is what that is. Mm -hmm. They got what they could out of their superstar Sabonis. But I am excited to see what Sabonis brings to the table because Bagley – He's a talented player, but the guy, he couldn't stay off the injury report. He was injured right. like, all the time. And with your number two pick, it's just you can't hardly stand that. Right, absolutely. And so I like Sabonis on the team for a big to compliment with uh, De'Aaron Fox. Jeremy Lamb, I, I mean, he's just I feel like he was just a player thrown in there. He's a good defender. He's an okay shooter. I'm not sure about. Yeah, probably thrown in there for salary cap reasons yeah. or something. Sweeten up the deal a little bit. Portland's still in it. Like we like we said, they're still they're one game out of the playing tournament. They're mm-hmm. a big deal. You know it. We'll see because Damian Lillard already said. Yeah, we'll okay, get to that one in a second too. Okay, We're, as I say, yeah. he we'll see if he gets back. I just but, yeah, I don't know. It's in my just, I don't know. I mean, Sabonis is averaging 19 points on 52% field goal percentage. They just won their first game with him. He had 22. Looks like he fit in comfortably in that game. He also has 9.1 rebounds a game as well. I mean, he adds the post scoring they need. They have Fox at point guard. So, you know, Halliburton was really, was he coming off the bench? Are you, do you know? Or he might have had a bit play the shooting guard he, role he, too. He played a little bit of both. He played mm-hmm. all, because you're going to play off ball. Now, he's, yeah. he, in Indiana, he'll, he'll, be point guard like he right. was in college. And when especially you, once you get your point guard of the future, it's a whole lot easier to build around them than to try to build a team without a point guard. It, is Yeah, he just – when you're playing with De'Aaron Fox, there's not many teams where he's not – if he's on the floor, he's not going to be the one bringing the ball up. Yeah, he's so real quick guy. Really but, well – I mean, they can run the pick and roll with Sabonis. He can pop, step back and shoot, you know, mid-range jump shot. Shooting the three ball okay for a big man. You know, it's around thirty mid thirty percent, I believe. Yep. 
So it's you know he's he's a superstar. Yeah, he he's an all star every year. I don't, yeah, he's I a star I for a reason. I wouldn't say he's a superstar quite, but he's he's gonna but, be he's gonna yeah. be productive. He's gonna get you around twenty points a night, and he'll go get a thirty piece. Like I just, it's really tough when you give up young talent like that. And it's, it's really tough. It's like when you're known around the league and you play in Indiana. Kind of impressive, you know, because the Pacers, I never really hear about them until the playoffs, and all of a sudden they're the five seed. But then they lose in the first round. So, you know, when that's your ceiling, it made sense to just blow it up and restart and, you know, try and find another player like a Paul George that could get you to the conference finals every year. And then moving on to the Trailblazers. I'm not even sure where to start on this one. Uh, I mean, they're... They're one game out of the playing tournament at 22 and 34. Dame hasn't played for a whole lot of this year. CJ McCollum was basically their go-to guy when he was out. And he was Dame's partner in crime for about eight years or so. They had, I mean, he the dude averaged just under 20. Yeah, he averaged 20 points on 43% field goal shooting, 38% from beyond the arc. You'd like to see it a little better from a shooting guard. But to trade him for Josh Hart and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, along with two other players that I'm not even, I don't even, I'm not even sure how to say their name, so I won't try it. And then a pick swap with Portland for their second-round pick, whichever second-round pick in 2026 is better is the one they'll get. I don't know. If you want to start a rebuild with Dame and that's what you do, I mean, I know he's all about embracing the grind and not running from the grind and all that, but uh, I don't know. I mean, C.J. McCollum wins in this trade. He goes to form a big three with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson if he ever gets healthy and stops eating that gumbo. If he'll play. But Brandon Ingram is a legitimate star. He's in his second year now, third year. Brandon Ingram, he's in year four or five. Yeah, he's in year three with the um, with, with the, the Pelicans, Pelicans though. Yeah. And he's, he's become their go-to guy. Zion, when Zion was playing last year, averaged like 27. If he comes back to even half of that, you know, that's still 15 points for guys, a third option, who's just now coming back, you know. So, I mean, Dame didn't get traded at the deadline, like I said. I don't know if he asked for a trade in the offseason. I don't know if the Lakers try and make a move for him. I thought they'd try and make a move for him for Westbrook and just dump in THT. And some other guys in there. I mean, Taylor Horton Tucker and whoever the heck else they had to offer, maybe two first-round pits down the road. But it's just kind of mystifying to me that they didn't also trade Dame for the best possible package, given that Dame only has a certain amount of years left that he's going to be at the superstar level he's at. And you just traded his second-best player without a clear answer for who's going to be your you know, answer to fill in his role. And they then, they then flipped Nikhil Alexander-Walker for... Juancho Hermagomez. So, you know, I mean, they're that's whatever. And then Josh Hart's only averaging 13 points per game on 50% shooting from the field and 32% from three, so he's not even shooting the three like you'd expect a guard to shoot it. What are your thoughts on it? I'm kind of with you. I'm, there's a little bit of – I'm confused a little bit. Like, I don't know if they were – like, what they had going on. You get rid of C.J. McCollum, but you don't get anything big out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like – I can't believe all you come away with is is Josh Hart. So, 
overall, I, I mean, I respect Damian Lillard. He doesn't want to get away from that grind. Like, mm-hmm. He wants to do it for Portland, and I've always respected that. But at some point, I'm like, I, I want you as a fan. You want better for him. Eventually. Absolutely. And it's just kind of surprising, honestly, to me that he wouldn't have requested a trade as soon as that went through. Maybe it was because he's still hurt, and so they, you know, maybe no team would trade for him until he was healthy. Maybe lost. Maybe he just value. wants. Yeah, yeah, maybe he just wants to go into the off season and then go to a new team. Maybe he just wants to use this year to recover. But other than that, yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure as to why he's still on their team. Yeah, I don't know what the Blazers are thinking there because the the Pelicans got it. They're gonna make a run with those three because they're unselfish basketball players, and they're kind of stars in their own way. Absolutely. And and then you add in CJ McCollum with. He's like a veteran point guard, and so mm-hmm. he's going to help them lead, and they're just going to p- be playing pretty good basketball there. And, you know, that it's not a team you look at now, but two years down the road, yeah. absolutely. If you can get Zion healthy, and you can, especially with how the lead's going back to, like, a two-star format now, yeah. there's not a whole lot of bid threes left. You know, Brooklyn, if they figure it out, but, I mean, they don't have a bench right now because of how much money they have going to stars. Oh, man, it's just – it's crazy to me. What's that starting lineup look like in New Orleans with a healthy Zion? You got Zion, Brandon Ingram, Stephen Adams. Yep. And uh, CJ McCollum. And then is it Drew Hall? No, no, Drew, Drew Holiday's on the Bucks. He used to be a Pelican. That's my bad. What? Who they got at the one? It's not Lonzo Ball anymore. He got traded. Nope, he's with the Bulls, and they're okay. having a they they've had yeah a Bulls have been having a way great year better as well. season than I think a lot of people are expecting. They were the one seed for a long time. They're down to the three seed. <laughs> I mean, they're a game behind, 34 and 21. So they're, oh, it's Devontae Graham. Of course. From KU. Yeah, you know, a little hometown he got, guy. He really got it going and, in yeah, Charlotte. He, with Charlotte, and then he came down to the, I, yeah. I, I, I totally forgot they acquired him. That's really under the radar signing. He's yeah, been he He's been scoring about 13 points a game for him, you know, shooting the ball a little worse than he did in 2019-2020, about 2% worse. But he's also taking less shots. But the squad that they're going to have, we're saying this is what's a healthy Zion. Mm-hmm. You give 13 points, and then you've got your bench players are going to throw something in there. And Steven That's Adams all, is going to hold it down in the paint. He's going to get your rebounds. And the Pelicans right now are sitting at the 10th seed. They're 22-32. and 32. So with CJ McCollum, what are they're in the are they in the playoff? That's it goes. They'll to, be in that play. They'll be in the play. They're in the playing right now. Mm-hmm. They're, but do you know who they're? Uh, do you know who's right under them? Who is it? The Trailblazers. It's it. They're twenty. So yeah, you trail, can count Portland yeah. out of that. <laughs> Trailblazers. Trailblazers are twenty two and thirty four. My Kings are twenty one and thirty six. Don't count out the Kings. Mm-hmm. Montes bonus. He's going to make a late run for MVP. Oh, goodness. Let's not even. All right. Let's just move on from that. <laughs> Moving on. A team that did nothing when everyone expected them to do everything. The Los Angeles LeBrons, the <laughs> Lakers. They're 26 and 30. They're the ninth seed in the playing tournament. What are they doing? LeBron appears to be growing more frustrated with each game that goes by. The fans are shooting it or chanting at Westbrook not to shoot it. <laughs> Westbrook's just, oh, I mean, he looks like he did in OKC. He doesn't want to answer questions about criticism because then no one will praise him when he does good, and that's that's valid. I thought they'd trade 
I mean, they were supposed to, uh, they were rumored to be trading Westbrook and THT for Dame Time. Trade never went through. They were also uh, rumored to be aiming for Knits player Cam Reddish, who's just acquired from the Hawks and hasn't played at, like in just three games. I guess Thibodeau didn't even want him, so it doesn't make much sense why they would have tried to trade for him. If you're the Knicks, I would have tried to move him on. They got him for basically nothing. A pick that's going to end up becoming two second-round picks for a former top-ten pick. Pretty good investment. They've lost seven of their last ten games, and fans are really, really just get growing frustrated with everything. I mean, ownership doesn't seem to have much answers right now. Front office doesn't seem to have much answers. Russ is, like I said earlier, his three-point percentage has dropped 29%, averaging just 18 points per game. When you're the third star on a team, though, that can be expected, at least on the points per game-wise. Will the Lakers be able to figure it out on the buyout market? Because it's rumored that's where they're looking for. I believe that Goran Dragic should be available. I'm not sure if he'd want to go there, though, because of Westbrook. But if they could get him on the bench, it'd be good. I mean, are they doomed for another first round exit if they can't advance? If they even get out of the uh, get out of the playing tournament, and you know they're only like a game and a half out of the seven seed or six seed, excuse me, so they won't even be that far behind. But it's just they're kind of lost in that mesh of teams that's trying to figure it out right now, and it's not like it's not usual for a LeBron team to have LeBron playing this well and them not. I mean, they're just playing so poorly. Do you have what's LeBron averaging right now? Like 26, 27? I have it up right here. So yeah, LeBron's having his most he's, he's been, been scoring on his most points per game in the last How old is he now? Thirty six, seven? I mean, he doesn't have many years left in him. He is <laughs> He's not playing like that's the case. Though. No, absolutely that's not. He that's is what's incredible. And you said Westbrook's putting in about eighteen, nineteen points a game. Anthony Davis, you, I did the Lakers lost either last night, two nights ago, and Russell Westbrook was not playing. And yeah, LeBron's thirty-seven. They they lost, and Russell Westbrook was not playing. They were playing one of the worst teams in the league. I believe there it was the Rockets. I believe mm-hmm. that they lost to who are indeed. Fifth, they're fifteen and thirty-nine. Yeah, they have the second worst record in thir- the league right th- now. Third, or third, third best record. Ma- yeah, Magic and Pistons. Top worst record. Excuse me. They are the worst in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. the 15 seed. They lost. They had everyone but Russell Westbrook, so you'd think, okay, problem's gone. They, they No, they still lost one of the worst teams in the league. Anthony Davis, and he's up from last year. He's averaging 23.7. It's about 24 a game. But he's also missed 21 games. Yes. Which is really, really concerning because he in New Orleans, his <coughs> knock on him was he could never stay healthy. And another in New Orleans and his first year in LA, which they won was that that was the year they won it all, correct? Yes. In the in the pandemic. It, the year before he was a Laker, averaged twenty six a game, twenty five point nine. The next year, twenty six point one. And then you just see the decline. Mm-hmm. He's still putting up numbers. Like, I mean it's twenty one a game, but it goes from twenty six point one the year they won it. In a year, it seemed they were almost unstoppable because they were not. They were not looking like they were going to be beat. The and since then, in 2020, 2021, averaged twenty one point eight points a game, and this year he's it, it's getting better. But like you said, if he's missing half or a quarter of the season, he's not much help. He's putting up twenty three point yeah. seven, but at a it's he's he's rarely playing right now. Yeah, it's, I mean he's 
they've played 56 games. He's missed 21 of them. That's just on about 40%, I'd say, just off the top of my head. I mean, LeBron is – he's scoring 29 a game. He's shooting over his career average from the field goal line right now. You know, three-point percentage could be a little better. It's only 35%. But he also is averaging seven rebounds and six assists. I mean, that's a two-to-one. And he only has three turnovers a game, so that's a two-to-one, you know, assist-to-turnover ratio. That's really good, especially with how much he does handle the ball. I'm just concerned they're going to waste another one of his best years. And just like they did with Kobe, he's going to end up just not – he's going to end up just wasting his career there because he can't suit a team around him. Some of it's on him. I mean, they could have traded for Buddy Heald, and there was one other guard. But there, there were multiple moves they could have made, and they just – they could have traded for Kyle Lowry. They didn't. Could have traded for Buddy Heald, didn't. Could have had both of them. Instead, they ended up with Russell Westbrook. It's not looking too great for him right now. You always got to – you said front office. I mean, part of it is LeBron. He's the GM. Exactly. <laughs> he's always has – he's, he's got a voice in it. Absolutely. And you're, you you know that he had to have said something. So, I can't mm-hmm. – I, I really can't believe they got nothing done. Yeah. The Lakers, that's – the story's wrote on them. That's that's an easy – that's an easy first-round exit because upper offices, a.k.a. LeBron, they, they mess this up big time. Are you saying like first round of the playing tournament? Yeah, they're they're not one doing game anything. In, one game like, out. LeBron's known to carry teams to the championship. He ain't doing that anymore, and he ain't doing that with this team for sure. Because <laughs> AD soft. You, you, you go, you get into the Pelicans. They they got rid of him because Zion Williamson's gonna sell more tickets than him, and and so then he goes wins the championship with LeBron first year there. It's it's like a Tom Brady move, a one and done. That's it. I, I don't see the Lakers doing anything. I didn't expect Tom Brady to be called out like that two weeks into retirement, but <laughs> here we are, Hunter Barlow coming at him hot. And then speaking of football, we're going to move on to the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. When we made these picks, for when me and Jay made these picks for who we thought would score, well, who would be in the Super Bowl, I thought there's no way you can bet against Patrick Mahomes. He's been to three straight or two straight Super Bowls, you know, like, there's no way, right? Yeah, yeah. J- Joe Burrow. Yeah, uh, Joe Burrow's that guy. I don't know, like, if he's better than Mahomes. I don't think he is right now. But I think what he's done with this team after being in the bottom five of the league last year without him is beyond spectacular. When you look at the AFC, they have Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. That's five quarterbacks. Derek Carr. Derek Carr's six, and he just took his team who lost their best receiver, one of their starting safeties, coach, and their coach in the middle of the year and didn't have Waller for half their games into the playoffs where they barely lost to Cincinnati. So, I mean, that's six quarterbacks that are elite, and there's only seven playoff spots. You know, Tannehill's in there with, with Derek Henry all the time. There's – it's – the AFC is going to be hot, so I don't know how many more Super Bowls he's going to be able to get to after this just because of how deep the AFC is. But holy cow, this is this is a it's a great story right now. Honestly, Cincinnati's embracing it fully. Our guy Barlow over there is a little bit of a Cincinnati fan. <laughs> well, I mean, you just look at the team. It's it's not about really who's the better team. It's who's hot right now, and the Bengals are just playing out of their minds. And Absolutely. So, yeah. 
I mean, they just have all the confidence in the world from their quarterback to their kicker. How many times you say that? Yeah, they should, have, conf- they should have confidence. They're all young. They're all confident, and they all believe. And then on the other side, you have a team full of veterans and superstars. The Los Angeles Rams. Holy cow. I mean, do they even have a first-round draft pick from the last 10 years on their team at this point? <laughs> they drafted Jared Goff, saw how that went, and said we are never drafting in the first round ever again. Stafford's in his first year. Joe Burrow's in basically his first year, both on their own teams. Stafford's been in the lead for, I think, 11 years now. Joe Burrow's been in the lead for two years. So a little bit of a, you know, the future versus the present thing. Stafford's also, it's you know, he's on the cusp of getting into the Hall of Fame, and that's where I asked, does he need a ring to get into the Hall of Fame, or will people just look at him as a stat pattern if he doesn't? I personally, I like, I think he, this ring will definitely help him. And I, I, I feel it's, it's not an easy thing to get into the Hall of Fame. It's not a cakewalk. Like, you can be an elite quarterback for years. You got to, you know, you got to get some milestones. And now, I do think if he gets a ring, the level he's been playing at over his career, yeah, he'll be in. It's, it's just been overshadowed because he's been in Detroit. But you do have to think, and we talked about it before. Uh, before we started this, he he needs more respect. He threw to the two best receiving seasons of all time. Calvin Johnson had the record. That was Matt Stafford. Oh, another record gets broke. Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, first year with him. So I think a little bit, I mean, you got to give some respect to Matt for that. Another thing, he's been healthy all the time. Absolutely, yeah. No, he's been fighting he, through it all. I just say he 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 reminds it's that Dame in him. He 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 tried with the grind and everything, and just mm-hmm. Detroit, he just didn't have anything. And I mean, and then Calvin Johnson retired, and he really, really didn't have much for him. So I mean, I'm happy where he's at, and I, part of me does want him to win it. I I just don't know. It's just so hard to go against Joe Burrow because I mean they're they're hot right now. They're man. both so fun to watch right now. Matthew Stafford's one heck of a story to cheer for, just because of you know I mean he's he could have dipped he could have dipped on Detroit four years ago, but he didn't. And he tried to help them when he couldn't do it. They traded him, and now all of a sudden, look at what happens when he has a good supporting cast around him for the first time since. Oh, shoot, I don't even know when he was playing the Cowboys in the playoffs six yeah. years ago well, or more four years that, ago. Like 24, 13, 2014, 14, something like so. that. No, it was it was a long time ago, though. And it, it's really good to see him. I mean, he's he's what, he's led a drive to win a game versus, versus Tampa Bay this year, you know, Tom Brady. Put Tom Brady into retirement. Savage. He also beat the 49ers in the conference championship. Rest in peace to Tart. Yes, that was really bad. But that snapped a six-game losing streak they had to the 49ers, which is pretty significant in itself because it's pretty hard to beat a team six times. When you can do that six times in a row, it's, you know, it tells you something about how much the 49ers know about the Rams. Yeah, that reminds, that makes me think about how, like, the 49ers have a four-game win streak over the Packers. I, you could have left that out. In the playoffs. Oh, man. They easily left that out. Barrow, are, are you a Packers guy, man? Through and through, man. Believe uh, that. Golden green, man. 
How is there a video of you like doing the gritty and the hitting the gat with all that bangle stuff on, bro? I don't know, <laughs> man. Did we just expose Hunter Barlow for being a bandwagon? You can't expose me, man. I, I Dude, I don't know. But it's Joe Burrow. He's practically my uncle. And I mean, when you what? When you get when you get into it, Joe, you know you want to give Matt Stafford credit, right? Uncle but you, Joe. But you can't because. He said he broke passing records with Calvin Johnson and Cooper Cup. And? Those those are no silly names. Those guys might be Hall of Famers, not Matt Cooper Stafford. Cup is from Eastern Washington. Oh, so now Which means know, nothing because Tyreek Hill's from North Alabama. Oklahoma State Play, Played at Garden City Community College. Like, it doesn't matter where you come from. Did you from. know who don't, Cooper don't Cup Hey, it doesn't matter where you come from. Yeah, you I know knew who, who he was, did man. Did you know who he was before, like, two years ago, Hunter? Yeah, he was on my fantasy team. It's Cooper Cup. The league talks about him now because he's, he's the MVP. Okay. Absolutely. Oh but, I mean, all right. I guess we'll just settle it here. Barlow's definitely a part-time bandwagon. I'm, I'm, I'm Vikings through and through. Darby is a very, oh. very, very down bad Vikings fan. Um, it, hey, you can't well, lose in the playoffs if you don't make it. Yeah, I'm, I guess. I'm a players guy. I, I'm a Packers fan all the way. But Joe Burrow is Uncle Joe. Like, yeah, I, there's just something about the Bengals that it's just fun to like them. Like, I've never it's, it's, been a fan of any I, team in I, the NFL. And shoot, after they beat the Chiefs, I'm over here buying a Joe Burrow jersey. Yeah, I so think that, I think that's part of it. Is when we're not Chiefs fans, we have to live around here. We have to hear all of it. All yeah, yeah. exactly. A losing franchise gets winning for just a couple of years, and they don't know how to act. Well, uh, that's. Come on now. I mean, they they went through enough suffering. I'd say it was. They were, hey, you remember watching Matt Castle and Brady Jamal, Jamal Charles, Dwayne Bow, And they didn't win Dexter at all because they didn't have quarterback. Alex Smith. They don't even know how, they think Alex Smith sucked. That's how good Mahomes is. But they also <laughs> don't remember what it was like before Alex Smith. Just half of them jumped on the bandwagon four years ago. Right. But anyways, back to what we were talking about. Joe Burrow versus Matthew Stafford. Joe Shiesty and Stafford are both looking for their first ring in their first Super Bowl. And then there's there's some notice, there's some notable matchups we have to dive into first though. The Cincinnati O line, can they protect Joe Burrow? They gave up nine sacks to the Tennessee Titans two two weeks ago, technically. Aaron Donald, Von Miller. How are you stopping that? Was he was he the most sacked quarterback in the league? I believe so. I think he I do remember seeing his leg. He definitely led the off. year and hit. Oh, well, led the year and hit. He's hit a lot. And who, I mean, who do the Chiefs have for pass rushers? Not D4. They trade him. They have Frank Clark and <laughs> Chris Clark. Jones. I can't believe they didn't get back there more. But you I, know, Aaron Donald's the best of what he does. Mm-hmm, absolutely. He's right. he's going to do something. Von, Von Miller, I mean. I mean, you're he's right. old, but yeah, he's I mean, productive. You're perfectly right. I, I don't. I I see the. It's a good thing. That's one thing about Joe Burrow, though. He always makes plays happen. That yeah. pocket, the pocket presence, and whatnot. And he and he's mobile. Mm-hmm. And he he better. And be. we saw he how be with his we saw how line. Mahomes was able to extend plays. You know, with his legs, and Joe Burrow was able to do the same thing last week as well. That's something that Stafford doesn't really have. He's not known to be able to run. He can do it. Yeah. But I I mean he's he's a little older, you know, he's lost a step or two. Will the Rams be able to keep Trey Hendrickson 
out of the backfield. No, no. He was the one of the best signings and that's, of the season. And that's something steal. also you have to dive into when you bring up Trey Hendrickson's name. Andrew Whitworth was hurt. It, will he be healthy to play in the game? How old is he? <laughs> like 40. Andrew Whitworth is <laughs> you know, their backup. Their backup left tackle played very well against the Bucks. Played well early and, on. And the Bucks do have a good pass. Yeah, he was rush. going against Jason Pierre Paul the whole time. Jason Pierre Paul. They also have Shaq Barrett. I mean, mm-hmm. Vita Vea on the line. But he's at tackle. So, yeah, he's, that's JPP and I Shaq think, Barrett. I think what it comes down to, though, is Cincinnati, they struggle with communication. And the Rams don't run a bunch of stunts or blitzes, like delayed blitzes. They're more, you know, show it, you know, and go for it. So I think I think Cincinnati will be okay in that regard. I think Jamar Chase will win a few times versus Jalen Ramsey just because it's so hard for corners. I mean, they're they have, I, in my opinion, they have the most athletically hard position to play. You have to guard the best receiver. I mean, the best athletes on the other team. And there's so many you know rules that make it the offense so much easier. You know, pass interference wise. So I think Jalen Ramsey will lose a few to Jamar Chase. We saw him lose one to Mike Evans, and he lost. Final Tom Brady touchdown. Very true. Very he, true. Ramsey was, I don't know if he was proud or embarrassed, but he did mention mm-hmm. it on Twitter. Yeah, so that'll be a matchup to watch. But also, Jalen Ramsey does not follow Jamar Chase because he's used in their blitzes and their zone scheme. So he's not really a guy that will, you know, line up like a true, you know, corner one that will cover the other team's best player. But if he can take out T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd, that's also something that because those two are both both very talented. Something the Chiefs need, which is a true number two receiver. They played better the last few times, but it. How do we feel about is Uzama? Yeah, he should be healthy. Okay, I saw him rip the knee brace off at their. Yeah, rally, no, there's and he got Cincinnati fired up. Yeah, no, there's reports that he will play. Because he's big time. Yeah, very if, big if you, red zone you got, threat. If you have three very talented. Receivers and young receivers like they do. I mean, I don't. It's just right. that makes it all. And and Joe Mixon, Boomer Sooner, oh god, has always been known oh to be god. a very good threat out of the backfield for receiving. Like a hard hitter or what? A good ball player. <laughs> I'll wait for your response. Do you remember why did Tyree kill leave Oklahoma State? We're not going to get into that because oh, okay. we're talking about the Super Bowl. Okay. Well, and also, on. he was kicked off the team. But anyways, the halftime show. This one might be one of the best ones in recent memory. We have Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige. I mean, this is the closest Detroit's ever <laughs> going to be to the Super Bowl. Eminem and Matthew Stafford. Holy cow. I mean, Detroit might as well be playing this thing in the Ford Center or whatever it is. Because, uh, holy cow, man. This field, is, I think this is definitely a very, this is going to be a very good uh, halftime show. Depends on how many times they have to mute out bad words. You know, keep it safe for the children and all that. But it's something I'd rather watch in person. But for three grand a ticket in the nosebleeds, mm-hmm. I'm not willing to pay that or fly all the way out of California. So moving on, it's got it's got good potential. There's normally pretty big names, but like exactly. not that many. Yeah, I mean, normally this is pretty. Good, this is pretty California, you know. Normally, maybe a good band, and then mm-hmm. another person to th- yeah. throw it. No, we got. Uh, that's yeah, crazy. I think there's usually three groups max, and this has five. So we'll see what happens with that, though. But the predictions for the game, 
Jay said the Rams will win. He did not give a score, but that does not matter because we don't judge off scores. We judge off who the results will be. I will go with the Rams. I don't want to go with the Rams. I want to go with the Bengals. Bengals are really fun to watch, but I want Stafford to get the reins so he can go into. I just I need Stafford. To, I just need Stafford to win so he can get in the Hall of Fame and I can sleep easy. Darby, what is your pick? No, you go ahead. Oh, you want a hunter? Oh, because I, I got plenty to say. So <laughs> the Rams should win, but they're not going to. It is going to be an easy win for the Bengals, 27-17. 27 to 17. Two scores. Easily. Shoot, I guess I might as well put a score on this one, too, since both of you guys have scores. Let's hear it. It's a playoff game. The last few playoff games have been crazy. 34, 31. Matt Gay Gay drills a game winner. That's really specific, but it's from the 34-yard line because he can't hit from outside the 40 with his leg. (laughs) What's the... Do you know the over-under? Mm, I do not. But we're not talking about that, Darby. The over-under is 48 and a half. 48 and a half? It'll it go is, over. It is It'll under. go over. It is. It'll go over. You're right. Yeah, my score goes over. I said under. Yeah, it'll go over for sure. Sure. Okay. Wait, well, who are you picking then, man? Listen here. Listen here. So, I went into research, all right? Both oh. teams... Actually, averaged twenty-seven points a game. All right, like on the money. On the money. This wow. Season, they both averaged twenty-seven point one points per game in on this season. All right. Now, what? So, what I really am looking at is their deep because both teams can score on offense. You got Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, OBJ, uh, Van Jefferson. Then you got Cam Makers is back and healthy in the backfield with both, butterfingers. Both <laughs> teams have three. Good receivers and good running backs. The Bengals have two good running backs, though. They're both from Oklahoma. What do One's you know? a fullback. Samaje so P. Ryan has the record is a fullback. Four, four rush yards in a game against on, Kansas. On Kansas, <laughs> on a rainy day. I was in attendance. It was Kansas. It was awesome. Les Miles wasn't even the coach there. That's how bad they were. They were worse with Les Miles. I mean, they were, but that gives you an idea about how bad they were. David Beatty, baby. You, you can't. Melvin Gordon baby. didn't play in the fourth quarter of that game. Melvin Gordon should have. Okay, what I was saying, the Rams' passing defense ranked 27th in in uh, pass attempts allowed, so that just means people know and they're trying to exploit it, and they're 22nd in passing yards allowed. So, I mean, they did rank second in NFL in the NFL in passing touchdowns. So that just means to me that they're throwing the ball down the field and people are finishing them off on the ground. But who do you have? You have Jalen Ramsey, Eric Weddle, who was on his couch three weeks ago. And then he led the team in tackles, man. He's back. We're not talking about tackles. He's all the way back. We're defending the pass. He's all an right, old he'll man. keep it in front of him and wrap him up for a five-yard game, man. An Eric old, Weddle all the he, way. He is not keeping Tyler Boyd. Have you seen his beard, bro? T. Higgins. He'll, he'll lock him up with that beard. He, he is not. <laughs> no. No, yes. no. Not happening. Who, the Williams on the other side, he just was getting exposed. Eli Apple's on the Bengals' defense. Don't worry That's about, all I need. Don't worry about That's Eli Apple. Need. Eli Apple is going to just sit on the sideline and cover that. What? The Bengals rank in the top 10 in nearly every major defensive statistical category. Oh okay. It's pretty good. The team, they rank in the top 10 in sacks and takeaways. They have 36 sacks, 
Most of those are Trey Hendrickson. And they have 23 takeaways. That's we're, pretty good, man. We're just going to not consider Eli Apple being a football player at all. Okay. And you got Jesse Bates. You got Von Bell. Those two are They've been ones. playing outstanding. They made the play at the end of that game. Where, where are you going with this, though? <laughs> I've got the Bengals. As much what? as I love I love. Cooper I forgot Cup, we even man. asked him that it's for a <laughs> score the way he was diving I, into that. I told you I had a lot. We're talking about NFL history. I, I, told, know, you, I told you I had a lot. I've got the Bengals winning 31-21. Boo. That, and I'm being nice to the Rams by saying 31. Wow. Making, making them kick a field goal. By 10. I, I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. All right. So I'm 0 for 1 the Rams in my are playoff not, picks. The Rams are not, scoring, they're not scoring 34 points, Colin. Hey, man. I'm sorry. I've seen crazier things happen. I saw Peyton Manning score eight points in the Super Bowl one time. I, that was incredible. Actually. Anyways, so to, just to recap those picks, Barlow, 27-17, Bengals. He thinks the Rams should win, but the Bengals will win. Darby, Bengals win 31-21. Colin. I say the Rams win 34-31 on a Matt Gay field goal from the 37-yard line. I'm switching it from the 34-yard line. It'll oh, be at the 37. Okay. Oh, yeah. come on. I can't have two 34s in there. It's going to be weird. Who scores and Jay the first just touchdown? said the Rams will win. Who scores the first touchdown for the Super Bowl? Oh, dude, it has to be Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup, right? Cooper it has Cooper to be Cup. Cooper Cup. It's Cooper Cup. It has to be Cooper Cup. Bengals. Or it'll either – okay. It, if Okay. Jamar Ram- Chase. It'll be Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase if Bengals get ball. But no, other, other way it's Cooper Cup. Okay, well, I say always want to say, say Cooper that. Cup either way because it's Cooper Cup, and it's been his season. Come oh, on, now. oh, so now Cooper Cup's got a name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Cooper, all of a sudden, when I'm talking about him, it's not. He's from East Michigan. No, Michigan. I'm saying you didn't know him. I'm not. Di- oh. I love Cooper Cup. I love that guy. He, okay. He had nothing coming out of high school, and he's now the best FCS receiver of all time. Behind Randy Moss, Randy or in Moss, front of Randy Moss, they weren't. He Marshall. Marshall was like FCS at the time. No, I'm pretty sure they. No, were. they played West Virginia. Hold up, it's, we're looking this up. It's debatable. Disregard the fact that FCS can play FBS. I get, he's the statistically he's the best of all time. <clears throat> <clears throat> we're looking this up because I'm ninety percent sure. Okay, let's see. I'm getting a little nervous. Oh, man. Where's it at? I can't find it. If he can't find it, then I'm right. Okay. Use. Did Marshall used to be in the FCS? That's not. I don't know what that means. When did Marshall move to? Okay. When did Marshall move? Here's here's what we need. Oh, Darby. When did Randy Moss play at Marshall? I need you to look that up for me real quick. In the 90s. Mid-90s. No, it, mid-90s? Yeah. Marshall didn't move into the FBS... Until 1997. Drum roll, please. Stop doing that. It's too loud. Come on, man. I can't find how long he was there. 
All right. Hold on. I, I about have it. He was drafted. He was drafted by the Vikings in the first round of the 1998 NFL draft. So he played FCS. <laughs> Thank you. I win. But moving on to Darby's now. Statistically. Statistically. Oh, my God. All right. No, 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 no. We're moving on. We're this, moving on. This is Wikipedia. We have your two-minute tape coming up hot. Your topic that you've chosen to talk about today is the MLB. Your time starts now. Okay. So, according to New York Post... Rob Manfred making this lockout take longer. Everyone is just seeing it. It's more about himself. and he, But he is expected to talk to reporters soon, and he's supposed to announce whether spring training will be delayed or not, and obviously that will have an impact on when the actual opening day will take place. Also, owners are planning to come up with a counteroffer and as they have their meeting in Orlando I think it is this weekend, Saturday, is when that meeting takes place, while players are having their own meetings in Florida and Arizona. And just keep it on that topic real quick, Rob Manfred sucks. <laughs> I mean, he called the commissioner's trophy, which is the trophy, the MLB World Series, the trophy that they give the winner of the MLB World Series. Yeah. He called it a piece of metal. Yeah. Well, who's like what, what? What are you doing, dude? Well, okay. I know what, who likes him. Here's, like, yeah, here's we, my question. Roger Goodell. Or Rob Manfred. Roger Goodell, man. Oh. I mean, he's bringing football to Easy. Germany, dude. Easily. I guess. But, okay, well, then Roger Goodell or Adam Silver. Uh, Silver. Adam Silver's a G. <laughs> and sad news, Jeremy Giambi, the brother of former Yankee star Jason Giambi, he did pass away at the age of 47. They found him in his home. Uh, he died to suicide. So yeah, that's it's, sad. It really shocked me, honestly, because I, it's just it sucks when you see former players like that go. It's like you know Kobe Bryant. I just don't remember where I was when Vincent, I found out about him. Vincent Jackson. Vincent Jackson too. I don't think I was old enough to know where I was, but I remember playing with him in Madden, and it was definitely shocking. But, and then it's just yeah, no, it's yeah. it it's really sad. But you know you, you just you give your thoughts and prayers to them and hope that they're doing all right and can, you know, move past this you know tragic event. And then that's right on time with our timer. So we're going to move on to Blue Dragons in the NFL. Three of them are kicking it pretty well. Devondre Campbell, Cordero Patterson, Alvin Kamara, not so much. But there's still a few more we have to talk about. Gerald Everett's doing all right. Marcus Golden's doing pretty well. And back to Alvin Kamara, man. In the Pro Bowl, dude. The Pro Bowl was terrible. It was, was the awful. worst football I've ever seen. It made me mad. It made me mad to watch I, it. I was watching it at my grandma's, having a great time eating lunch. I made a switch for what the, the first two minutes. <laughs> the it first was, two minutes of the game. No, yeah, I switched it with like uh, thirteen forty. I left after I watched. Now I'm a Vikings fan, so I mean, I saw Dalvin Cook get a handoff, and I watched him walk for a yard, and he got two hand touched first down. <laughs> First down for the NFC, and I was gone. I would left. No, I mean, the, the, did you see what they did after the instead of kickoffs? They did the fourth and fifteen rule, and I don't think they converted one in the first half. They threw like seven picks in the first half of the game. It was the worst. Fo- it was such. It was such an embarrassing look for the NFL, in my opinion. They should just. They should replace it with those athletes. I know. I understand. They don't want. They don't want to. You know, be hurt. 
They, they were should mad. do three on three basketball. Yeah. The players were mad. They should do more of the skills competition stuff, but make it a full day thing where they're doing a three on three basketball tournament. You draft yeah. your teams, or you know, if you're all on the same team, you play. You know, I'd love to see all these dudes out there dunking. You Miles know. Garrett. Oh my goodness, he's that'd be the, so scary. He's actually in the NBA, so and it'll be fun. But he's in the celebrity All Star game. You know what they say: what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It didn't stay in Vegas. Alvin Kamara is still in Vegas. He is still in Vegas <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. I was in Vegas over the winter break. Pretty cool place. Saw the Raiders Stadium. That thing is a Roomba. It is so cool, but it looks like a Roomba or a Death Star. I'm not really sure, but it's one of the two. But I mean. Dude, I know the I know the strip is literally a mile away from the stadium, but on a Saturday night before the game, you're going and beating the crap out of a dude and getting arrested for battery like the day after the game or something, or the, literally right after the game. They had a warrant out for him during the game, waited for him to play in it. The NFL knew that he had a warrant out before the game, and they still let him play in it. Gets arrested after the game, facing up to five years in prison. It's not looking too good for him. Is this the end of the Saints? Their bid three. Drew Brees is gone. Michael Thomas is likely on his way out. And Kamara could end up in prison. They still have Marcus Williams. That is true. As a Vikings fan, he is my favorite Saints player. Oh, my goodness. Barl, what are your thoughts on the whole situation? Um, Everyone has bad days. I, I just... Really, it, really it, bad days. <laughs> it is what it is now. He's got his due his time, but... But if we're talking about the Saints, yeah, they're done. Everyone has bad days. They're going to have bad seasons. I mean, they're 40 they're 70 million over the cap. Sean Payton's <laughs> gone cuz he knows how bad of a situation they're in. I feel really they, bad. Taysom Hill got <laughs> Taysom that Taysom Hill's got, terrible. He got that extension. He was like at the time he was doing all right in in it was just to replace Drew Brees, not as a starter, you know. Right. And I I've always liked him cuz I've like his he's torn his ACL a couple times. So I've liked following his journey, but man, that dude got he that was highway robbery. How right. much he is getting paid to to I don't know if he's gonna play. Is there anything you guys would like to add before we end it up? Wrap it up? Yep. We're good. I'm good. Hunter's a Packers fan, he's not good. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our season two, episode two episode of the Hutchinson Underground Radio. My name is Colin Shields. I'm joined today by Darby Roper, Hunter Barlow, and we are part of the Blue Dragon football team. We will catch you guys next week as we recap the Super Bowl and dive into the remaining seat part of the NBA and we'll see whatever news the MLB has for us. We'll catch you guys later. Who See ya.